0: Hey church fam, uh, this is Pastor Jordan. I just wanted to get on here because my heart is extremely heavy uh, today and I felt like I just needed to respond um, to the events that took place this past weekend in Israel. Uh, So at this point, I am pretty confident almost every single person that would hear this has already heard and seen either on social media or on whatever news outlet uh, you watch that there was an unprecedented outright attack on Israel from Hamas um, this past weekend. And it was a a true, it was terrorism, but it was truly an an act of war. It was extremely coordinated and it was, uh, at this point, the deadliest day in Israel since the Holocaust, which is a significant, significant moment. Um, what we know is that Israel has already started and will continue uh, to uh, rain hell down on Hamas and the Gaza Strip because of this attack. We also know and are very confident, I think it's, it's, it's obvious to the whole world at this point, that Iran played a significant role, uh, if not just outright backed and planned this attack through Hamas. Um, And uh, there's nations already mobilizing. Israel's mobilizing ground troops. Uh, They called up over 300,000. They already have, at this point, 100,000 around Gaza Strip. They've already begun to bomb Gaza. Uh, The U.S. is even moving ships, uh, warships in place. China's mobilizing. Um, Iran is mobilizing. There's threats uh, from Iran already. Um, that if, if, if America gets involved, or if, or if there is any kind of attack on Iran, that Israel would be uh, doubled down by attacks from other nations and other borders that Iran uh, controls. And so this is a very, very big deal. This is a very, very serious moment in history. Uh, and it, it is very, very possible, if not probable, uh, that the actions taken by Hamas this past weekend is the beginning um of world war three in in many ways and and that's not something that is that's not uncommon language over the last 12 to 18 months i mean the 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 nation uh the nations are on the brink of war there is high tension across the board in so many different areas and and it's just that's just the reality we're in and I, i think that you know as i started to really pray and process the events of this past weekend, there was just a significant heaviness uh, on my heart. I just think the Lord just laid a heavy burden on my heart. And I, I just began to pray for the last few days. And the, the Lord brought me to something in scripture uh, that I just, I have to share in response uh, to the events that are going on. Um, I want to share a few more things um, that we know are happening. Uh, and I, I just, I just want to, um, the purpose of this is in no way, shape, or form to create fear in anyone or anything. That, that's not the purpose of this. I'm, the purpose of this is not to address any form of politics, uh, uh, American politics or international politics. Uh, this, is not, uh, this is not to address anything or blame anything or blame anyone. I, I just want to look at some of the realities that we're facing. Some of the things that have taken place over the last 30 days, for instance, there's been well over 30 to 50,000 military-age men enter through the Mexico border um, and have flooded into the United States. This is a fact. Again, I'm not getting political. I'm not even giving my opinion on border control and, you know, politicians. This just a reality. There's 30 to 50,000 military-age men enter through our border in mexico into the united states as unprecedented Uh, obviously russia and ukraine are involved in war Um, there seems to be significant tension even in our own country between the politics Uh, there's significant tension between america and china Um, there's there's talks of of war there Um, as i said a minute ago iran um, is uh, for all of their their uh, politicians and their parliament Got together with um thousands of their people uh yesterday and um on on monday and chanted death to israel death to america uh, palestinians and arabs uh joined together in major cities over the last 48 hours um celebrating the rape and the murder of innocent civilians uh in israel the attack from palestine they're they're celebrating it, there's a language, there's these thousands and thousands of of people protesting in major cities, celebrating the attack on Israel. And the language that's being used specifically uh, in New York uh, by one of the major Arab leaders basically said like, now is the time, you know, we've waited long enough, now is the time to attack, to move forward, to do these things. And so the reality is, that there is a significant amount of tension. Uh, Things are are not going to get better, they're going to get worse. And I I, I just, over the last 72 hours, I've just been praying heavily about this and just uh, wanting to respond as biblically as I can. And, And this is ultimately what the Lord has laid on my heart just to remind everybody of. The events that have just taken place in Israel they have been prophesied about in scripture for thousands of years. We know scripture laid out very plainly. And if you, if you haven't watched the uh, end time series called the end game that we did at the beginning of 2023, the beginning of this year, I would encourage you to go back and watch that. Um, but the, the Bible is very clear that, that there would be significant tension and outright war surrounding Israel at the end of days, one of the most powerful, uh, prophecies to come true before our eyes in the last few generations is the fact that Israel is a nation again, that just happened in the last 70 something years. That's, that's very new, um, in history. So for, you know, thousands a year, uh, 2000 years, basically Israel was not a nation. Israel had nowhere to call home. And so there were so many prophecies, uh, in the Bible that, that did not fit, could not make sense. Uh, until the unthinkable, the impossible happened where Israel became a nation in one day in, in 1948 as the Bible prophesied. And ever since then, the world has headed in a very distinct direction. Uh, and that is towards the end, towards the, the end game, towards the end of time, the end of the age. Uh, and, and we're just continually pressing forward faster and faster. And so I, I think my heart here is, is that I want us to understand the uh, specifically around Israel in the Middle East, uh, there's going to be significant tension, significant wars, and eventually the world will uh, surround Israel with the attempt to attack it. So I I, I don't want to get all into the prophecies and and teach through some of that stuff. I would encourage you to go to the end game series and watch that. But I I think ultimately what I want to say is, is that what we're experiencing, the Bible says that we are going to experience the world is not gonna ever get easier. It's only going to get more difficult. That's why the word from God, uh, the word from Jesus himself during these seasons, this end of age is to endure, is to be faithful and to endure. We are going to go through a difficult time. Even if if you line up with what they call a pre-tribulation rapture, you're still going to go through a significantly difficult time. A significantly difficult time. And if you're a part of the tribulation, obviously you're going to go through a significantly out of this world. You can't even imagine how horrible it's going to be difficult time. But this is the direction the world's going to go. There is no man or woman that's going to show up that's going to fix things. In fact, the only person that's going to show up on the scene to deliver a a f- even a fake temporary peace that the world is going to put their hope in that man that leader is what the Bible calls the Antichrist. And so I, I I really wanted to just lay this out that this is the direction the world is going to go the things that are that are playing out in front of us, we've never seen and we've never faced before. And I truly believe I genuinely believe uh, that, that we could very well be experiencing the true beginning of the end of the age and and i want to I want to respond to that and 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 as I prayed over the last seventy two hours, the Lord has laid something heavy in my heart that I want to share with you. Uh, and I believe that it is a a true call from Christ to your heart and to our hearts as a people, specifically in our country, in modern america. I, I want I want to share with you a warning that Christ gives his people over and over and over again, that Christ gives you and I over and over and over again. Christ brings this up at the beginning of salvation. Christ brings this up during the, the life of a, of a person who put their faith in Christ or accepted the word. And then Christ brings this up uh, as a, a warning when it comes to the end of the age. And it's the same warning, it's the same warning from the beginning, kind of in the middle, and then at the end. And I want to share that with you really fast. I, I wanna, I'm, not, I'm not gonna teach through everything, but I wanna show you three different points where Jesus gives us this same warning. And I'll just go ahead and tell you what this warning is. This warning is to not be consumed with the temporary things of the world to not be consumed by the temporary things of our culture because it is, it is the, the overbearing uh, weight of being focused on the culture and giving our lives over to the day-to-day temporary things that will cause us to miss what Christ is doing in our lives, what Christ wants to do through our lives, It will cause us to be blind to the things of God and it will cripple us uh, when it comes to the idea of enduring and being fruitful and being in the will of God. So I want to show you this and I want to show you how important this is and how much Jesus says this has the potential to deeply wound, hurt, blind and choke out Christians. This idea of focusing heavily on the culture and the temporariness and giving our life and soul over to making it or surviving or thriving or succeeding in the culture rather than giving our hearts over to Christ, the things of Christ, and living for a more eternal placement. So I want to show you this in John 6. So in John 6... um, the right before the day before what I'm about to read happens, John, uh, Jesus and the disciples, they make their way out, uh, to the wilderness. The people follow them. And this is the miracle of, of the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus takes a few loaves of bread and fish. He breaks them up. He thanks the father. He, he does this crazy miracle and he feeds 5,000, at least 5,000, uh, people, uh, with, with just a few loaves of bread and fish. And then the following day, uh, he makes his way across um, the waterway to another land, and the people chase him. They they want more of Jesus, and so they come to Christ. They 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 find their way over to Jesus, and when they when they find Jesus, Jesus says something to them. I think that is is profound, and I think that it, it sets this up because he. He says this to them prior to them putting their faith in Him. So this is Jesus giving this truth and this warning prior to salvation. And He's going to maintain this same truth and warning throughout His teaching, His ministry, in every facet of our lives and even at the end of the age. So I want to, I want to say this. So they're they're showing up to Him, they're after the feeding of the 5,000, they're looking for Jesus. This They find Jesus and this is Jesus' response to them in John 6, 25. Then they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. So I, I, wanna, be, I wanna be really clear, this is, a, this is a pretty big deal. Jesus performs a sign or a miracle and this miracle is breaking bread and, and feeding 5,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and fish. It's a massive miracle and Jesus calls this a sign a sign that points to him being the Son of God, that points to him being the Messiah, that points to him being the eternal Son of God and the eternal King of the world. And what Jesus says is that they chased him down, not because they saw a sign, Not because they saw the sign and they believed that he was the Messiah. Not because they saw this miracle and they believed that he was the Son of God. Not because they saw this sign and it pointed to the eternal powerful God. He said, you're here not because you saw the sign and believe that. Your mind is not on the eternal things. He said, you're here because I fed your bellies. He says specifically, Uh, you're not here because you saw the sign but because you ate your fill of the loaves. He said you're here because yesterday I filled up your bellies with this bread. It was supposed to be a sign a miracle to point to me being the eternal Son of God and the Messiah but you're not here because I'm the eternal Son. You're not here because I'm the Messiah. You're not here because of eternal things. You're here because I filled your belly up yesterday, and you want another temporary filling. Your mind is on the temporal things of the earth. Your mind is on the day-to-day. Your mind is on the food from this world. You're not focused on the eternal things. You're not realizing, you're not seeing the true value of who I am. This is Jesus. You're not seeing the true value of who I am. I can save you for eternity. I can bring you out of this dark world and fill up your soul and give your soul rest. I can give you abundant, eternal life and you can right now today begin to live for the eternal things. He says, but that's not why you're here. Your mind is not set on the eternal things. Your mind is set on the temporary things. You think that I can help you succeed in your day-to-day temporal needs. And Jesus says, I am so much more than that. And then he gives this command, do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. So he's saying your mind is on the temporary things and Jesus, before they even put their faith in him, this is at the the, the beginning thought process of Christ. He says, work for the eternal things. Work for the food that never perishes. Work for the things that truly matter, Not, not just now, but forever. And he says, this is the work of the Father. The work of God uh, to be able to work for the eternal things is to believe the one who he sent, believe Jesus. He said, put your faith in me and, and let me save you for all of eternity. Not let me just fill your belly, not let you just get the temporal things, not let you just get a temporary blessing. I'm here to save you for all of eternity and your response to be, needs to be, focus on eternity. His point is is that when you saw me break the bread and feed the 5,000 out of nothingness, I took almost nothing and I fed 5,000 people with it, that was a sign to get you to get your mind and heart off of the temporary things and onto the eternal things and to shift your heart towards me. But that, it didn't work, it didn't happen. And so what the point I want you to see in this is that even prior to salvation, Jesus gives this warning that many people will approach Christ not for the eternal things. They're so so blinded to the eternal things. They're so focused on the temporary things that even their interest in Jesus prior to salvation is about temporary blessing temporary focus and this is this is the the person that comes to Christ and believes if I can come to Jesus Jesus is going to help me be successful in life he's going to give me the things that I need it, we, we look at Jesus as this thing that's going to come help me succeed in my temporary life Jesus says this is not the will of God this is not good this is not wise in fact this is foolish and sinful the work of God is to believe Jesus to take our heart and mind off the temporary things and put it onto the eternal things and begin to live and work for the eternal future, to believe Jesus and who he is, put our faith in him, be filled with his spirit and then give our lives over to him, living for the future, eternal life, not for the right now. So this is the first warning and it's this warning, do not keep your heart and your mind and your eyes on the temporary things but on the eternal things. Jesus then later on, at a different point, talks about in in Matthew uh, 13 the parable of the sower, uh, which I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read really fast. He says he says ultimately the same exact messaging, the same exact messaging, which is keep your eyes off the eternal things. This is what he says. He says that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into the boat and sat down. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. So I want to I flip over to Matthew 13 where he explains this. Matthew 13, starting with verse 18. He explains the, the parable that he just gave. And this is the explanation to those four types of soils, basically. And he says, hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This was what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. This is the verse I want us to focus on right now. Verse 22. This is the the one that fell among the thorns. As for what was sown among thorns... This is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world, the cares of the world, the cares of the temporary world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. So Jesus says, I I want you to, this is the same warning he gives uh, in John 6, but this is to those who have heard the word. They've they've almost uh, believed the word, accepted the word to an extent, but then he says, the cares of the world, the fact that they are, the people who have heard the word and have received the word, they have so much care and focus on the temporary world and on the culture and on the customs of the age. And they've been deceived into thinking that riches and wealth and material things, that's what life is about, the temporary, the things that we can see, the things that we can hold in our hands. And it says that, that the weight of the world, the focus on the world, the, the burden of, of getting by day to day and living in this world and living for wealth and living for riches and living for material things. He says you're, it's so focused on it that the cares of the world and this deceitfulness of riches literally chokes out the word that has been put in them so that it bears no fruit in their life or through their life. So I really, I want us to hear the weight of this, maybe in a new way. Jesus warns prior to, he says, some of you're coming to me, John 6, you're coming to me because you think I I can offer you some type of temporary filling, temporary success, fill your bellies up, give you the things that you want right now. You're focused on today, not on eternity. He says, focus on eternity. Then in this parable, he says, listen, there's going to be people throughout all of history who hear the word, maybe even believe the word. But because their focus is so much on this world, their focus is so much on doing the day to day. Their focus is so much on uh, the uh, temporary kingdom of the age, temporary culture of the age that they're spending every waking second trying to enjoy this life, succeed in this life, acquire material things. He says that that's what your life becomes so much about that it chokes out the word of God and the gospel from being fruitful in your life, so this is two warnings, seemingly prior to salvation, and then even in potentially salvation. And so I'll, I want to move now to the end of the age, where Jesus he comes and he talks about the end of the age and what it will be like. He gives us all of these signs, and then he gives us the same exact warning again. Uh, and this is in Luke. Uh, this is in Luke chapter 21. He comes in, he gives all of the the ends of the age of the signs, the wars, the rumors of wars, the earthquakes, the pestilence. He describes in great detail and throughout some of the Gospels, throughout Revelation and Old Testament prophecies and 2 Thessalonians. There's tremendous amount of information that tells us what the end of the age is going to look like and feel like. It gives us a very clear picture of that atmosphere. And ladies and gentlemen, we are watching it with our very eyes. Uh, You know, people say all the time there's been wars and there's been this and there's been that. Right, there has been. But not all of these things have happened at the same time, meaning Israel hasn't always been a nation like they are right now. They were born uh, in one day, they've, they've, they've come to this place, they're back again in, for the first time in 2000 years. In one generation, they're back at the center of the earth, the center of the focus. They're deeply hated by uh, every nation that surrounds them. Every single thing that the Bible said would happen has happened and it, it looks, that the, the Middle East and the way Russia's coming into Ukraine and what China's doing and ev- everything that the Bible describes is happening before our very eyes. There are unprecedented natural disasters happening all over the earth, greater than we've ever seen since record keeping. There's storms that are more powerful than anything we've seen since the beginning of record keeping. There's con- the, the technology uh, when it talks about the Antichrist and the rise of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast and what that's gonna look like and what that's gonna feel like. All of that technology is now available. There's nothing, there's nothing left that needs to be said or done or accomplished for everything in Revelation to play out right before our very eyes. My point of sharing all of that is to say that Jesus, he gives a little piece of this and then he talks about the coming of the Son of Man and then he gives this this fig tree parable and he basically says, uh, I'll just read it to you in, in Luke 21, 29. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So that also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away till all this is taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So he says, "Listen. I want you when you begin to see all of these things. says, when you look at the fig tree." And you and you 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 see the uh, as soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and you know summer's near. So he says, when you, when you see the sign in the fig tree, then you know what's to come. And then he makes this statement. Uh, he says, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all this has taken place. So he says, when you see all of these things together at one time, and, and from the day Israel became a nation to right now, for the first time in human history. All of the boxes are checked. Every single prophetic box from the Old Testament to the Gospels to the New Testament to Revelation. Every box is checked. And this is the first time in history everything is lined up. Everything is in front of us. Truly, we're looking at the fig tree. The signs are all there. Then Jesus says, be a wise person and know that it is right around the corner. And then... Jesus gives us this warning, this great and powerful warning about the last generation and about what we as believers should do. And it's the same warning he gave in John 6 prior to salvation. It's the same warning he gave to those who take the word but are so focused on the earth that it chokes out their fruitfulness. He gives the same thing. And I want to read this to you. It says in Luke 21, 34, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life, that the day comes upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the earth, but stay awake at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. So I want, I want you to see the one great warning that Jesus gives to the earth, the last great warning. He says, when you see the leaves come out on the fig tree, new summer is near, when you see all of these things taking place at one time when you see Israel being the focus of the earth and, and the war people starting to wage war against them when you when you see all the technology line up and the mark of the beast, when you see uh, the Antichrist come up onto the scene when you when you see all the things that we're seeing right now know that the end is near and he says and this is the warning watch, be prepared, be ready and watch for yourselves lest your hearts, be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness in the cares of this life he says if you're not careful what you're watching won't be the fig tree what you're watching won't be the signs of the end of time what you're focused on will be the cares of this life and he said in the weight of the cares of this life you will be so basically you will be so filled up and so consumed by the culture And by the age and by the temporary things that you will be drunk in your heart, in your soul and in your mind. And then the day of his return will come upon you like a trap. He says, what you need to do, especially when you see the fig tree, especially when you see the signs at the end of the age, when you see the world looking and feeling like it looks and feels right now, he says, then you need to take your eyes off the temporary things, take your eyes off the material things, take your eyes off the career, take your eyes off the corporate ladder, take your eyes off the finances, take your eyes off the day to day and get your eyes on the eternal things. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on the scripture and understand that the world that you're giving yourself over to is a temporary world. You are selling the few seconds you have in this life over to the age that does not matter, over to the things that carry no eternal weight. You're living for something that Jesus says is gonna choke out the word and make it unfruitful. You're giving your heart and your soul over to the things that are gonna cause so much anxiety and weigh you down so much and blind you so much that you won't even see the reality of what's happening around you. You will be blind to the things of God, and then the day will come upon you like a trap. And so this is is the warning. It it never occurred to me how much Jesus warned us about our eyes, our hearts, our minds, our souls being so focused and wrapped up on the things of the earth. He said there will be people that, in John 6, there will be people that approach me Jesus, approach me because they think I can help them temporarily. He says, but I'm here to help them eternally. He says, there's gonna be people who hear my word and take in my word. He says, but then they're so focused and so committed to the culture, so committed to the age, so committed to the distractions and the entertainments of the world, so given over to the to the world, they're of no heavenly use. It chokes out their ability to be used by God in this life. And then he says, at the end of the age, People are going to miss it. It's gonna come up on you like a trap because you're so consumed. You're drunk on the culture. You're drunk on the day to day. You're so consumed by it. it. It's blinding you to the things of God. And as I prayed over the last 72 hours, I felt the Lord bring this heavy burden and this heavy word to us, to our church, our church family and who all would see it. Stop giving your soul over To this earth and the desires of this earth and to the success of this earth, to this culture and to this age. It's going to pass you by in a second. I need you to understand that we're living in unprecedented times. We're living in historical times. It's right now in this moment that we have the opportunity to be a light shining in the darkest season of history we have the spirit of God living inside of us God is for us nobody can stand against us I believe that it is a time right here and right now that we need to check our hearts check ourselves and we need to eliminate this this consumption of the culture and this drunkenness of material things get our eyes off the riches and the wealth and the fame and the all the things we're trying to live for get our eyes off the temporary things and put them on Jesus so that we can become fruitful, so that we can become powerful, so that we can become awake, so that we can become aware, so that we can live the life Christ died to give us. I think that anytime something happens, like what just happened in Israel over the weekend, this is a wake-up call. This is a warning to the human heart. This is a warning to the soul. This is a warning to you. Get your eyes off the earth Turn your eyes, your heart, your mind, your focus, your everything over to the God who created you and to the Christ who saved you. Give yourself over to Him so that you can become fruitful, so that you can become wise in this age, so that you can become powerful in this age, so that you can live the life Christ died to give you. So I, I felt so burdened, I had to share this. So I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, there, there's nothing in scripture, and there's nothing that we see uh, that points to time lasting much longer. We're facing things we've never seen before. Now is the day. I'm gonna read this and I'm gonna close. Watch yourselves, lest your hearts be so weighed down with this dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life that the day, the end of days, the end of the age, the coming of Jesus will come upon you suddenly like a trap. Uh, It will come upon those who dwell on the face of the earth. Stay awake at all times, praying that you have the strength to escape these things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. Get your eyes off the world and get your eyes on the King of the world. The day this age, this year, this season, we're experiencing things we never experienced before. It's dark, it's heavy, but we are the light. It's up to us to shine bright. I love you guys with all of my heart. I'll see you this coming weekend.